Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1578. Why People with Serious Passions and Hobbies Make the Worst Partners by Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator. So happy to be kicking off the week with you and seeing you choose to turn towards your relationships this week. And today we'll be sharing another advice column style entry from Evan Mark Katz and his site, He's got some great words of wisdom for a reader of his who has reached out. So let's get right into it today and start optimizing your life. Why People with Serious Passions and Hobbies Make the Worst Partners by Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com Quote, Dear Evan, I know that the most important things to look for in a man are his character and how he treats me. However, most of the guys I meet online have hobbies that include things like extreme hiking, skiing, biking, four-wheeling, etc. I understand every guy needs hobbies, and that's great, but these guys always mention that they want a woman who shares their interests, and I don't like any of those things. In fact, I can't do most of them because of health issues and lack of any athletic ability. I know I could just search for guys who are more low-key and into things I'm into, But when these sporty-slash-outdoorsy guys message me, should I ignore them? It seems they are the only ones messaging me, and they have other good qualities, so I don't know if I'm wasting my time or not if I go out with them. Mandy. End quote. I know it's not popular to say this, especially since it would seem to condemn many of my readers, but, well, I've got to follow the truth where it leads. Let's start with a fact. There are a finite number of hours in a day and week. We spend 8 hours a day sleeping, we spend 10 more working or commuting, we have 2 weekend days to catch up on our errands, priorities, or hobbies. If you're passionate about your hobby, you are likely devoting a lot of your spare time to it, which makes sense when you're single and have a lot of time to fill. Might as well do something you love. But when you're looking for a relationship, hobbies can be extremely problematic. Being a marathoner or an animal activist may be the most profound and meaningful experience on earth for those who share your passion, yet they're kind of rough on the 99% who don't, which is why there are dating sites to match up people based on being athletic or spiritual. Why haven't you had any success on these sites? Well, because anyone who puts her love of horses or his passions for skiing ahead of a relationship is likely to remain alone. You've heard of the phrase, must love dogs? That was clearly written by a single person who thought mutual hobbies were important. Free advice from a happily married dating coach, he must tolerate your dogs, just like you must tolerate his fantasy football, 
and he must tolerate how long it takes you to get ready, and you must tolerate how he only listens to half of what you tell him. The people who insist that others share their hobbies eliminate most of the population, but worse, they don't realize the damage they do to their patient partners. The Wall Street Journal even wrote about this years ago in an article called The Plight of the Training Widow, a term coined to describe the woman whose alpha husband works hard and plays hard, waking up at 5 a.m. and going to sleep at 8.30 p.m., leaving her effectively widowed. She may have a ring on her finger and a roof over her head. What she doesn't have is much quality time with her partner. So yes, Mandy, I hijacked your question to say something I wanted to say for 14 years. Many of my clients have passions, restoring houses, forming new businesses, traveling internationally. While such ventures are benign, when you consider how much time they take away from both meeting Mr. Wright and nurturing a relationship with him, it's no surprise when my clients continue to struggle. In fact, perhaps the greatest thing I have going for me as a husband is that I have no hobbies. I work from 9 to 5.30. I eat dinner with my wife at 8 and watch TV until 9 or 10. I go upstairs and read until I fall asleep. I come out of work and play with my kids, bathe them, feed them, put them to bed. I suppose you can say that reading is a hobby, but I only do it for one hour a day, and I'm more than willing to sacrifice it if circumstances demand. I also work out some mornings between 7.30 and 8.30, but that never gets in the way of our life. My wife and kids always come before my hobbies. If your hobbies are structured similarly, that's great. Keep doing what you're doing. However, this is not the case for many people who prefer to build their relationships around their passions instead of vice versa. Alas, most of us don't want to come in second to a video game or a cat. Nor should we. I'm not here to tell you passionate hobbyists to immediately cease all activities outside your marriage. Really, I'm not. Whatever works for you. If he plays golf for four hours every Saturday and Sunday, and you see it as a perfect time to ride your bike or see your girlfriends, that's cool. Just don't lose sight of the fact that every second you spend apart is a second you could be spending together. And last thing you want to be is the couple that leads separate lives, with hobbies that take the place of conversation and connection. Long story short, Mandy, if a guy demands you take up four-wheeling to be with him, dump him. But just because he likes four-wheeling doesn't mean you ignore him. Rather, it means you get to determine over time if you are content with the effort he's putting into the relationship. If he rides every day after work and all weekend at the expense of your relationship, you know what to do. If he squeezes this in the hours you're otherwise occupied, then congratulations, you found a way to make it work with a hobbyist. Ultimately, the answer is determined by how happy you are in your relationship. You just listened to the post titled, Why People with Serious Passions and Hobbies Make the Worst Partners, by Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And thank you to Evan for another great response in his advice column. You know, while singles are often encouraged, rightfully so, to pursue their hobbies, uh, you know, which would theoretically lead them to like-minded people, Anyone who really wants to prioritize relationships will or at least should compromise or flex on the amount of time they spend on their hobbies. 
Now, of course, all relationships are different, and this means that some sets of partners might like to participate in the same hobbies together. Other sets of partners might actually enjoy having more space between them, either time-wise or activity-wise. But Evan is right in that, you know, the more passions or means of spending our time that we have, inevitably, the more time is taken away from other things, including relationships, which is something to be mindful of if that's something you're trying to do. So I'm definitely not going to suggest that passion is not sexy. Of course, we all love having it and seeing it in others. But it is yet another big part of our lives that needs to be discussed and potentially altered or compromised on when merging our lives with someone else and forming a relationship. So take that with you, hobbyists, as we conclude another episode of ORD. As always, I thank you for being here, wishing you a great start to your week, and I'll see you again tomorrow for more. That's where your optimal life awaits.